20-somethings who are either married or in committed relationships who say their unions are more secure and more honest because they don't believe in monogamy. I just took off my clothes and I had to do it. Talking about swinging, or as it's known now, living in the lifestyle. We're going to have to get you some monogamy. Technically, an orgy requires a minimum of six participants. This is a new generation of swingers. Waves are coming at you on Friday, Saturday, by Sunday, your nuts gonna be drained. Oh. 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 Welcome everyone to Swing Around, episode six. I'm JB, and I'm Cal. So today we're going to be talking about kind of the next installment in the. Let's get started, intro into swinging chapter, and it's going to be setting your ground rules. Yeah, the the rules episode, which we knew we needed to get to, it's sort of the last obligatory topic that needed to be covered before we started going off in wild and crazy directions, <laughs> talking about whatever we want Woo-hoo. to, but rules is along rules with, is key. we talked about jealousy last episode, and this episode is talking about rules, which you can't... They're kind of one and the same. We talked about the order, and we almost could have swapped out rules for jealousy and jealousy mm-hmm. for rules, but first I think we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, our last weekend. Yeah, we went to a hot, sexy uh, hotel takeover party in the hometown state. That was a lot of fun. Um, it's nice when the party you go to, go to is... If it's a hotel party, it's nice when they take over the entire hotel. So you don't have to worry about going in and out of portions of the hotel um and what you look like i mean there's still you want to maintain some decency if you're in the lobby area just in case patrons walk in to try and rent a room but otherwise it's nice to be able to air your tits and your ass and not have to worry about them too much when you're going from from your room down to the the festivity locations and whatever yeah takeovers are really cool i mean we were checking in and right behind the main hotel check-in area was just a giant booth for the advertising the club yeah yeah it was actually kind of funny you can tell the newbies because one of the guys who was checking in before us was asking the hotel staff just the the regular um person behind the counter how much the fee was for the party and she's like i don't know that's that's up to the club i don't handle any of that it just kind of made me giggle a little like this is just the hotel you're paying for right now yeah yeah the this was the first time going to this particular uh, club at this location. They had previously been at another location at a hotel, and then there was, from what we've heard, behind-the-scenes drama, and they ended up having to move to this new location. And, and I was a little disappointed in the hotel. But you yeah, don't, the you quality don't, of the hotel wasn't great, but you know what? That's, you that's don't, not why I'm there. You don't go for the hotel amenities right. for the most part. Yeah. And the, the the party was fun. Everything was uh, pretty fun, although it was funny seeing all the stuff that was broken, broken. around yeah, the hotel. Yeah, I mean, I think the big complaint would be that the party was set up in the atrium around the pool and the hot tub, and the pool and the hot tub were shut down because some kind of chemical issue or yeah. whatever. So yeah, so that, that huge, that huge portion. kind of a bummer, but... That huge portion you couldn't use. And then the ice machine on our floor, and then... I think the, every other floor, too, Yeah, the door, the, the, key, the key didn't work for the doors to get outside, so then you had to prop it open with a pop can. And, 
Hey, humans are adaptable. You make do. We go there to swing. We, we go, go there. there to fuck. We don't go there to stay in a luxurious atmosphere. As long as there's no hair in my bed, hair in my sink, or any other bodily fluids noticeably in places, if you hide it well, that's really all I care about. As long as I know that I've got clean sheets on my bed, I can true. take the comforter off. That's really what I need. I mean, I, I completely agree, although it I, is nice to to stay at a... A decent place because it yeah. also feels like you're you're getting away. Like if you, if you get a hotel room for the night, which we did, it feels like you're getting away for the weekend or getting away. But I also like that we only had to pay sixty five bucks plus tax. You, I don't want to pay one hundred twenty for a night. You you get a little bit cheaper cheaper room cheaper rates. Right. Um. One of the one of the interesting things, and we actually didn't even attend, but you could our you could hear from the our window was open and. They had um they were having a few seminars that were going on. Sexinars. Sex that's right, they call them sexinars that <laughs> yeah. were going on. This is on the Saturday of the weekend. Because they, they usually do like a Friday party and then you stay the night and then they have some festivities during the day on Saturday to keep you in the sexy mood. Yeah, yeah. And then And this this time it seemed to be primarily bondage focused. Yeah, they had a primarily bondage and kink um uh seminar and I know one of the interesting things that I saw was the homemade items, which I I hadn't really thought about. I mean, I haven't given too much thought, to be honest, about homemaking and and do it yourself sex toys. Yeah. But because um, those things usually just don't go hand to hand, hand in hand, I guess. But he was saying how he, for like ten dollars, made a really good flogger. It, and from afar, it looked like a really good flogger. It did. Actually. It did. It looked we like were, a nice. We were flogger. sitting a ways away because, like I said, we were. Although I did a, see it. It was across the, the atrium after party, and we only had a. We only had our our window open. We could hear it from there. But for he just went to a thrift shop and bought a uh, wooden dowel. It looked like from what I could tell, probably about a half inch. Probably thicker. got that from a from a like fix it, do it yourself. Still, yeah, right? yeah. And then went to uh, well, yeah. And then went to the, uh, the, either the same thrift shop or another thrift shop and bought just a leather jacket for six dollars and. Covered the wooden dowel in the leather and cut portions of the jacket up to make the flogging, whatever strips. The, yeah, the flogging strips or whatever. We had just bought our first flogger not that long ago, so I was kind of intrigued about listening yeah, to how he made it. Yeah, ours isn't a leather flogger. Ours is is more of like a rubbery, yeah, synthetic I don't know. We, flogger. We, we bought it from. It's like a lighter. The local sex flogger. shop around here, and um, it's pretty enjoyable. Yeah, it's fun. I. I actually haven't, I don't think I've told this story on the podcast yet, but I didn't even really, like, we didn't really know that we enjoyed it. I mean, we've, well, we've done light bondage and stuff in the bedroom. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say, it's, I would say it's not, nothing's we've, ever been more than just light. We've done the the ball gag, the handcuffs, this like sensory deprivation. Yeah. And uh, the handcuffs, that you handcuffs and, yeah, and handcuffs leg cuffs kind and... of thing. I like to be held down when you fuck me. <laughs> Whether I and you know handcuffs are good, but I really like it when you just pin me. Just that, pin you with my yeah, hands. That's Sometimes hot. I yeah, hold it, your hands above your head. One. Yep, that's that's really hot because you can fit both my wrists in one hand, so you can just hold me down, and you've got enough weight on me to to really keep me from being able to move. And then if you put the ball gag in my mouth and I have no verbal release, there's nowhere for that sexual. Uh, enjoyment and sexual pleasure to go, but through my puss. I mean, it just intensifies everything. It's 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 really hot. So I mean, it's not something I'd want to do all the time, but on the occasion, yeah, I I really enjoy that. Yeah, and yeah, it, I agree. It kind of brings out a little bit of the rape fantasy without it having to be rough and without you having to 
you know, manhandle me too much because obviously it's it's very consensual between us, but it it mimics a little bit of that in inability to move, lack of control, well, but the, the, enjoyment. The rape feature. fantasy is a very common, very common fantasy mm-hmm. for women. Yeah, I, which... I remember talking about it in college with some of my friends. One of my friends actually pretty closely acted it out with her partner. Um, I think too much. So I don't know if they had a good safe word in mind or if they even discussed it. Because afterwards, um, I know that she had some little bit of a psychological trauma following the act, but it was something that yeah, she'd we, been really into that was, for a we, while. It, you've talked about the story before, and it, they did not go about it the right way. I don't yeah, think that they no, were they didn't. educated in terms of the play that they were go, the way that the avenue they were going down. But going back to our introduction to the flogger was this past summer we went to our first bigger house party we've we've had one-on-one get-togethers with 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 other couples and whatnot but there's a they they hold parties every couple times a month uh and but they just hold at their house and so it's a pretty big it's a pretty big party and it was our first one we'd never really been to a house party and we went and they have a bed they have a really cool their house is just like a swinger house it's really cool and upstairs in their living room they put a uh, was it inflatable bed or just i don't know I, it, was I, a, it was a bed in the i thought it was a real bed room. but then you brought up that you it thought might it was have been a, inflatable I it doesn't it was, really matter eh, but it's part of these part of the story it was a bed in the middle of their living room surrounded by couches yeah and it was so it was surrounded by couches so then you can just sit on the couch and watch people fuck so we were on the couch fucking and then a woman just comes up with a flogger from behind me and just says is this okay and i was like yeah, go ahead. And so she starts whipping, whipping not too hard. And then what I really like, what was really cool, I remember was the some of the flogs or whatever you call those little the little strips that would mm-hmm. like wrapped around up like like wrapped around and got my balls a little bit like. Yeah, so. I I discovered you do like a little bit of ball whippage because <laughs> I started doing that a little bit, not too much, just just a little light ball tappage and. I'm actually a little tappage. Tim- tappage. Tapping <laughs> tappage, it's a new word. And I'm a little timid about it because I think that your threshold for pain initially was higher than I was willing to hit you for fear of causing you too much pain. But I, well, I don't like much. I mean, it's it's not that much. I mean, I like a little bit. No, but you're, you're definitely not into cock and ball torture. No, I think it's... It's kind of like your your nipples. It's very it goes from <laughs> nice nice to whoa whoa whoa. Yeah, my my nips are are either I can barely feel that you're doing anything or it's way too much. I don't really have there, there's a very very narrow window of happy medium when you're playing with my nipples. And lately they've been more sensitive than ever. So there's even less of a happy medium. I mean, you managed to find it. But or I smack you, you know. <laughs> it wasn't even that long ago either that I learned that well, maybe a couple years, probably a couple years ago now that I discovered that I like my balls would be stretched a little bit, which you is do. kind of you weird. You like a but... good hard smack to the ass, and you like me to scratch your back when we're fucking. You like, but, but the you, balls, you but like the ball a little bit of pain. Is a little weird. I, well, not weird. I just didn't. I, I don't, don't know. know. That came out of the blue. I've never I that really was... looked into it. I I doubt it's weird. Well, yeah, I don't know, but I know I like it. I mean, you cannot too, not pull too far. Yeah, that's another bit. thing that I'm like, really? They're going to sag eventually anyway. Am I just making it worse for when you're... In your 50s and 60s, but stretching it out. It's like <laughs> yeah. they tell women, you know, when you put on makeup to always apply using an upward motion and not 
not with gravity because gravity's already pulling your skin down. And I just, uh, I think of that. I'm like, am, I just, am I just stretching his balls even more so that he's going to really have saggy balls when we're but, older? I know I like it when you're riding me on top. And then you're riding, and you do. And, and I you reach, reach behind, and you play yep. with the balls. But then you know, you'll... maybe even a little, little hello to the back door, a little, little pressure there. Oh yeah. yeah, you enjoy that too. A little bit, yeah, I do. Nothing to be ashamed of. So another thing that came up at the party a little bit that was, it was a little bit of an issue for us. Not maybe not so much an issue, but it it turned out to be a middle of the evening discussion point for us was that there there's another couple that was pursuing us um and the female was reasonably attractive um i i wouldn't put her on cal's you know super sexy list but she was reasonably attractive but her man i just was not attracted to at all they were a nice couple they were fun to talk to i didn't mind yeah. talking to them even a a little bit of flirt- flirtation but i knew early in the evening after meeting this couple that this was the guy was somebody that I did not want to swing with. Well, I knew he wasn't... I also knew he wasn't your type. I mean, we had exchanged a few emails uh, prior to the party, and we went up for some drinks in their ho- in, in their room. Yep. And, and from the pictures that they sent... And I knew when we walked in the room, unfortunately, I mean, he just wasn't your type. Yeah, and, and from the pictures that they sent, it was hard to tell. I mean, they sent, they sent uh, updated pictures, but it just was maybe from the angle or the lighting or just the distance that this camera shot was taken. It was really hard to tell, but in meeting them, I, I knew this, this is not a couple that I would particularly care to swing with. And we do have the rule that we swing together as a couple. Mm-hmm. We don't, we, everything is same room. And if he's busy with it, with getting down with someone, I'm either getting down with him or I'm getting down with the other person. We don't, um, I'm not much of a watcher while my, my man is doing something and vice versa, unless it's just, you know, for a little bit, but it's not going to be for the entire play session. So as the evening progresses and the drinks are flowing towards the end of the night, um, the dance music's playing and we're sitting at the table just kind of taking a break and they call us over to start dancing. And I didn't put two and two together. They were calling us over to do a little swap dancing. I actually didn't get that either at first. I, just... I didn't. I thought we were going to dance with each other. I agree. But when we went out to the dance floor, they immediately separated us in, in a swap dancing scenario. And I'm not a homophobe to dancing. I like dancing. And, and we were dancing just fine. Uh, but then the DJ starts playing the Al Green Let's Get It On song or some version thereof. I think it was that. I think that was a song. But if, if not, it was some Al Green song or some colloquial, slow, sexy song. And of course, that's when the guy thinks it's it's time for me to make my move on on Miss JB over here. And he is trying his damnedest to kiss me, and I just did not want to do it. Well, I, I think the pressure was there too because me and the uh, the um, girl from the couple were we have been doing a little bit of kissing. Yeah, and so and I think he saw that and was like, "Well, there's my go ahead." And uh, I did everything under the sun to try and avoid it. And he ended up pretty substantially uh, making out with my neck and playing with my ear. And eventually I managed to get away with him, away from him. But that led Cal and I down the road of discussing, you know, I wish you hadn't even kissed that woman because then I wouldn't have had to spend five to ten minutes of my night trying to get this guy off me. So I felt a little bit like I took one for the team. 
And then... I mean, it wasn't extreme. We didn't have sex or anything like that. The guy wasn't too... You know, he wasn't forceful in any way, but it was just it was just not an enjoyable experience for me. And I think it was perpetuated or brought on by Cal making out with this other woman, with his were, wife. There was a few... Like, there was... It was just a good point of a, a really good moment for us to stop and communicate with each other because yep. we had gone back to the room to get some drinks. We were talking about it, and there was some miscommunication. Not miscommunication, but... After we had met with them for drinks earlier, and we both acknowledged that we didn't really want to play with them, and you're like, but she's got some pretty good tits. And then she's like, you can suck on those I would be comfortable with him sucking on one of the tits. But I didn't think that that meant you you guys can make out. And I definitely didn't put two and two together that, oh, if the husband sees the wife kissing, he's going to try to do the same to me. I I didn't even consider that, and I should have. So, but I mean, you recognize that she had some pretty good tits. And she did. So I didn't want did. you to hold and, back from the tits, but I didn't and, want to swing. So, and so in my if mind, for some reason, let's say the tits were out, the husband was sucking on one and the other one was out, or a woman was sucking on one. If the situation presented itself for you to suck a tit, I would have been okay but with that. But the thing is, like we talked about, is I don't know a scenario where that just I just named one. But what, like, just on the dance floor? Uh, even sitting at her table. It's I been known to happen. Know. I've seen it. I've seen yeah, but if I girl go on to... girl where one woman just whips out a tit and another guy gets out the other tit and you got one on lefty and one on righty. If she's okay with it and I go over to her, the I feel like it's a lot of give and take. I mean, so that almost opens up the door. I mean, for him to do the same thing. For him to do the you, or at least to see if it's okay with you, and it still puts you in an awkward situation. So it ended up leading us down the road of, but. it's best for us, and for how we have our, our rules set, that if both people aren't attracted to the other person, just nothing's going to go down with either one of them. That that was the road we ended up going down that, you know, in for order... For right now, that's what yeah, we want to do. In, in and, order for me to not feel like I was taking one for the team... It would have been better had he done, had you done nothing well, with the, the other woman. The way a man's mind works, or at least the way mine works, is that, well, she said if a scenario presented itself where there, there'd be the opportunity to play with some tits, mm-hmm. okay, so this is a, a opportunity for some kissing, and kissing is definitely on a lower level than yeah. playing with tits, and, and so I, I was like, so I went in. I was and... never angry or jealous, or right? I didn't have a problem with you kissing her. The problem it was, was it made him want to kiss me. It put me in an awkward position. Yeah. And and so it's like, well, I, it's, at least with this couple, it's impossible for you to kiss her and him not want to kiss me. So it would have been better just for you to not have kissed her at all. But I was happy with how we were able to just in the middle of the party take a break. And I mean, yeah, we, didn't we take actually a break weren't on going purpose. up to the room we were, to get drinks. Yeah, we, we we weren't taking a break on purpose, but we were we had taken a break. We were away from the party for a minute, so mm-hmm. it was a good time to have a discussion. So we took five minutes to discuss yep. the scenario. I think and... I brought it up and said, you know, I want to talk about what happened down at the party. Here's here's what happened with me. Here's what you were doing. Here's how I felt. We didn't argue. We didn't, you know, the whole mm-hmm. rest of the night was fine. It didn't sour our night at all. Because we are open and honest with each other. And it, that leads into the ground rules a little bit, too. Yeah. Because it all comes back to how we've set our rules and how we but evaluate them. We, we actually didn't even end up playing with anyone beyond beyond that interaction. Well, I take that back. There was another couple who mm-hmm. was really cool that we danced with. And there was a little bit of kissing that was go- that went on. But we actually didn't end up um, ending back up in the playroom with anybody, just ourselves. Uh, the playroom I, itself was... That was okay was with me. Because playroom. we hadn't been to a party with a playroom in a while and i realize i realize that i like a playroom where there's a bunch of people in it there's a lot of the sex chairs mm-hmm. and there's oral had, there's they there's had a really regular sex there's everything because i on. like 
I don't mind watching, but I I don't I'm I'm not the biggest voyeur, and neither are you. We no. we've we've learned that we're not the biggest voyeur. That I actually we, like, get a little uncomfortable. After a little while, after after for a, too long, after a few seconds. I mean, I can't watch for more than thirty seconds when you feel like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is watching a little too long, but I really, I think both of us really like to be watched. I, I never want to be the perv, and that's the thing is, people at those parties, you're not the perv. If, if yeah, watching's your thing, yeah, you're not. You're not. But but there's still I just that, have that stigma. Yeah, there's in my still head. that inherent. You know, you're just sitting there watching. <laughs> yeah, but but. I know for a fact that the people who are doing stuff are doing it to be watched because exactly. that's what we love to be watched. At the same time, so- if if one person just like stare, you don't want to have like the stare face where your eyes like glaze over. You know, you just, <laughs> you don't want to be that person. But it was like I just plop you down on a couch and had my, just, your way just with fucked me. you, and it's so much fun. I love watching. And then there was a few a, a few people who we had talked to throughout the night walked by and just look and like look at you fucking. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're just you know some, it's hot. They're just. Being watched is gets us going. Well, that and I think being alongside other couples that are fucking too, because you feed off of each other's energy. You know, you hear the woman moaning, and it almost makes you moan a little more. And oh yeah, not in competition, but just in in tandem. Just like I'm feeling your pleasure, and you're feeling mine in a way. Mm-hmm. You feed off the energy and the vibe in the room. But yeah, and after parties have a thing that are inter- it's it's interesting because people are walking around. Nobody's there. Like not everybody is in the room specifically to have sex. Some people no, are still just some people around, are still just, mingling, just mingling. Party. Mm-hmm. They had they still had a dance floor in in this area, yep. so people were still dancing. Oh, they had the um the the they had a like station spanking. set up, a spank station. A, yeah, <laughs> the spank station. Yeah. And that was hot. And they they had, handcuff your hands. Above I believe your it was head. the same guy who was running the sex in our. Yes, it was. And, and his, that's where I got and his to partner was I, there. And I did get to see a little bit more close up version of the flogger when they were flogging one of our friends. Oh, you know, I didn't even nice. make the connection that yep. the flogger he was using was the one that he showed because it was because yeah. we, we saw the one from so far away because we saw it from our hotel room. Yeah, window. It, it was the same one. Yep. Okay, I didn't even make that connection. Yep. One of the other things that I thought was interesting about this party is they had the usual dance poles set up with people dancing on them. And at one point, a guy gets up there and starts dancing, just kind of walking around it a little bit. And the DJ took notice and was like, you guys got to give it a hand to this guy and whatever. And so he starts playing some kind of special music for the guy. And the guy starts getting into it a little bit more and stripping. And he unbuttons his shirt. And then he unbuttons his pants. And then his pants come down. And he does some moves swinging around on the pole. And he's winking at all the women. And they're hollering, hollering at him. And then it kind of ends. And I thought he looked a little embarrassed. I thought, oh, man, that guy just got caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. But then as the night went on, I never saw him with the same specific woman. And I saw him go back to that same pole three or four or five times throughout the night. I never saw him with his pants fully buttoned again. They were always down. You could always see his underwear. And I quickly realized this guy is a man toy. <laughs> he was there to whore himself out with the ladies. And I even, yeah, I I even what, saw I him know. at the after party walking around. I don't know if he was there with I think the he was a manicorn. I don't know if he was there with the primary partner or if he wasn't, but that was, yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I had never seen that before because he wasn't your typical, like, single male. He was decent looking. I think he thought his body was a little bit better than it actually was. The guy could have stood to lose another 10 pounds, don't get me wrong. But he was, he was still decently attractive, but it, it was just, it was different. I'd never seen that before because he wasn't, like, the man whore who's up there hitting on all the women. All the women were hitting on him. It was the exact tables were turned opposite. So that's why I really think he was like a manicorn, a unicorn. Yeah. In man form. So it was, yeah, it was, it, was, it was funny to see too. 
Yeah. So anything else about the weekend? I think that's pretty good for the weekend. There's one other thing about uh, emails that I think I'll save for another episode because we don't have to talk about it today. Oh, no, just the short emails? Yeah. Yeah, those are, yeah, we got an email from a couple, not that, and we've heard heard other complaints from other people about Mm -hmm. this where sometimes you just get those super, super short emails and you're just like, really, you're not going to write anything longer than... One of the couples we were talking to said they got an email that said, we live near you, and that, <laughs> that was, was it. That was and, it. And apparently their profile was equally vague, and that was it. So, to me, if you're and, not going to put and, the effort in to, to say why you're emailing me, what you're interested in... And or even to it, sign your names. Yeah. Or, or to let us know that you're a, a genuine person. I mean, this this couple, I looked at their profile, they seemed cool. The couple, the, All they said to us was, hi there, which, hi there can be kind of... That kinda, could be like a poke on that Facebook. That could be kind of playful, exactly. I mean... It's, we'll see what they respond with. If it's another two or three word answer, they're out of my book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. hi there could be just a playful, fun email, but it brings up the point about short emails. I mean, especially the one just, we live near you. That is just straight up booty call. That's, yeah, that we, is... <laughs> we we saw your picture. Let's fuck. Yeah. We liked what we saw. Yeah. Yeah, let's and, bang. And apparently yeah. this the, the couple who received that email, they, they were saying that they responded with a few sentences back about a little bit about themselves and maybe we can meet up or whatever. And they got essentially the same response again. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it was another short couple word type response. It wasn't anything of substance. So they were like, well, screw that. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Put some effort into it. No, a I, little bit of effort. I understand people have lives and there's other things going on, but come on, you're dating people. That's what this is. Mm-hmm. Swinging is dating. Yeah. It takes work. Let people know you're interested. Just send something genuine. I mean, I can I can kind of understand the high there that we got yeah, just yeah. just as a I, I forgive that a, one. A it's flirtatious, a flirtation. Just yep. but we, we we just heard other stories, and I mean it goes back to our episode on on profile etiquette and responding to people. They're, you just want to know that people are genuine and yeah. that. It isn't just a meat market. I mean, everybody's there, everybody's on here, and everybody yep. wants sexual attraction, but you don't want to just be like, yeah. hey, let's fuck. I mean, maybe you do, but we and don't. And there are and... couples that are aggressive like that, and some, some people like that. But I think the majority, I think I can, can say this pretty easily in in stereotyping and saying, I think the majority of the community wants to date a little, you know, have that initial contact and, and talk. Yeah. And that reminds me, we did have uh, some of our loyal listeners requested an, an episode about dating dating etiquette. So I think we'll end up making a, an episode more along those lines or what to do on a first date or something at some point, too, to address this a little bit more yeah. in yeah. depth. That'll be, yep, that'll be one of our future episodes coming up. Yep. So I think that's a good point to segue into talking about rules. Yeah, let's go. Rules, rules, rules. <laughs> rules aren't a bad thing. I I don't want to go into this with people thinking it's a bad thing. I think rules are actually a very good thing. Well, no, they're a necessary thing. Absolutely. They're... And, you know, it reminds me of they, they say a lot that children need boundaries, and without them, they're just going to push you because they don't know what's allowed and what's not allowed. These rules are essentially the same thing. People need boundaries. Not to say that without them you're going to push, but without rules... And without knowing where your partner stands, you're either not going to go as far as makes you happy because you're you're not sure what's going to make your partner uncomfortable, so you're going to hold yourself back, mm-hmm. or you're going to go too far, and then your partner's going to be uncomfortable. Either way, somebody's going to be unhappy. 
whether it be you or your partner. And if you're, you or your partner's unhappy, you're both unhappy. Exactly. And I think, but where, where I, and I agree, but I, I would say that for the most part is when you're first getting into swinging, I feel like you should be more concerned with, or for the for the mo- most people, you should be more concerned with making sure both people and the you and your spouse, you and your partner are both comfortable. So I would say if that, and that's where the rules come in because it's kind of getting your feet wet. Like what are yeah. we comfortable with here? And I I think and, when you're setting up your rules, you need to be very self-preservative. I think it's very much about self-preservation. Well, couple what, preservation. What do I need to do to make sure that I feel comfortable? What am I comfortable with my partner doing? Because if if you're mindful too much of your partner's, what your partner wants to do, you might actually be like, well, I don't want to hold my partner back, so I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with kissing, but I know he really wants to kiss other women, so I'm going to say it's okay. That's not cool. Like, you need to be honest with yourself about what your comfort level is, even if that means that you need to restrict your partner a little bit more in the start. And, and I can tell that you're coming, I don't know, I feel, that's like the the female answer i guess and i would say from the male answer that you do need to worry about more about your partner be and yourself because you got to make sure in turn you got to if you want you i guess i'm if, just saying don't you, compromise your own comfort for your partner's need to be with other people but i would say that if you want to keep swinging to continue and everybody comfortable at first you might need to compromise your comfort and do less than you want, so your so your yes. partner is comfortable. Yeah, I what I'm saying is don't don't compromise and your I, morals so that your partner is doing more than you want. Don't don't let your partner do more than you're comfortable with. Yeah, you and, might and have to hold back. We're saying the same thing. Just I feel like you're saying it from the I'm the, saying it the from girl the, view the who I feel make like sure you don't it's end up very being common jealous. to worry about. Oh, like 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 oh, how absolutely. much is he? And then the guy is like, I don't want to do more than she wants. Yeah. So and and it's. It's classically the male and the female who is, who assume those roles, but it, it could, that could easily be switched. I think it's fair to say that when most couples decide to start swinging, one couple is more reserved, and one couple you mean is one, one, or one, one couple, one person in the couple is more reserved, and the other person in the couple is not necessarily more into it, but more looking forward to the swinging, I guess, and part that's, of it. That's and so very the, common. And... The, the more reserved person needs to not sacrifice their comfort, and the less reserved person needs to go at the more at the more reserved person's pace. So you need to go at the, the slowest pace. You have to go the at the two. slowest person's pace if you want yep. to continue. Because exactly. if you push too fast and too hard... It took me too, too hard... long to get to that conclusion. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> but if, if you push too fast and too hard, you're going to... Something's going to happen where... Somebody's going to get upset, with yep. the, so, and then it could blow up. Yep. And whereas if you just take your patience and inch together yes. and doing what's each person's comfortable, and that is where the rules really come yeah. in. So it, it's, it might be a bit of a sacrifice for someone at the start to not be moving as quickly as they'd like to, but that's how it goes, and you just have to be understanding and open with each other. And the person who's less comfortable needs to not feel bad about that. I think that's an important key. But at the same time, the person who is less comfortable needs to work to understand why are they less comfortable and how can they change that? Yes. Because if, if you're not making an effort 
for your partner to become comfortable or if you're not making an effort to understand where your discomfort is, then you're never going to grow and eventually your partner's just going to be, well, screw you. <laughs> and I mean, that goes back to the self-introspection that we talked about. I don't remember what episode it was, but uh, a little while ago where you really got to... last episode. About, yeah, well, I mean, it would make sense to talk about it during jealousy, but you really got to look inside yourself and say, what am I comfortable with? What am I not comfortable with? Why am I not comfortable with yep. this? And work working towards that. Yeah. And that is, I mean, that's why we, we could have done yep. the jealousy episode after this one because... And if you're like... It's, you the rules are a lot of times primarily put in place so that to help curb jealousy. Yeah. To, I'm okay with this. I'm I think not okay with I think this. going a step further would make me jealous. Yep. Let's do this. See how I feel. Yep. And then you slowly, you know, you inchworm. Yeah. To that. And that's where if you're a new swinger, you're kind of at the point where you're like, well, I don't know if I will or won't be comfortable with something. Mm-hmm. I say that that's not entirely true. I think deep down inside, you have some idea of what you will and will not be comfortable with. Just thinking about it, just picturing it in your head. Now, in reality, you could be completely wrong, but I think you initially have some idea of where your comfort is. When we first started swinging, I was not comfortable and knew I would not be comfortable seeing you screw another woman. But I thought I would be okay with a blowjob, but I wasn't sure. And so I said, you know, let's not go there yet. Let's just do same room sex. And then we'll, we'll move towards the blowjob. And now I'm completely fine with it, but I wasn't sure. And so we had to move slowly towards that where it started with, well, what if another woman had her hands on his cock? Let's see that. What if another woman is playing with his balls? Let's see her maybe do one or two bobs. And and that slowly turned it. And that might have been over the course of one evening that that turned into a a blowjob. It's funny that you mentioned that because it sounds very academic. Like, let's hear, like, let's see how a couple of bobs looks. You know, you kind of need to inch that way, though. You you, you do need to. I mean, for a guy, it's not like, oh, let me see how many licks she gets. (laughs) How many licks to the center? (laughs) But not very many for me. (laughs) But it. It, you get to my Tootsie Pop quick. But, yeah, I mean, I knew when we first started that I wasn't, like, we were both on the same page that neither one of us wanted to see the other person fuck somebody else. Yep. And and I wasn't entirely sure why. I don't think in the beginning you were either. It was a, in my heart of hearts, I do not want to see that happen. But the why didn't come to us for a little while later. Yeah, we've had we've we've had a lot of long discussions about and I about I would sex and, bet that a bunch of pe- that any and, newbies out there would be similar. Where it's I know I'm not going to be comfortable with this. I just in my heart I know that if I saw that I would immediately want to smack that bitch and throw that hoe on the floor. <laughs> but you might not know why, other you, than that's my man. Get the fuck off him. Or this is a m- monogamous marriage and I'm a good Catholic girl. And you need to get over it, but yeah, it takes time. It takes time, and you really have to talk and understand and try to really think, why does this bother me? And we, and I mean, talking specifically about soft swap and full swap, that might be something for another episode. But I mean, we've recently, we haven't gone, we haven't done it yet, but we've recently decided that that we've got to the point where we both would be okay with full swap we think but same, same room same room of course mm-hmm. right now we're again inching inchworm and right now neither one of us even sees and we never we discussed wa- does it have to be full swap same couple or could it be i'm with a woman <laughs> freudian slip there i'm with a man you're with a woman but they're not necessarily a couple you know i hadn't even i hadn't even thought of that i hadn't even thought about that because i can't i don't know the scenario the party. it would be a, it would be a six sum 
I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, or, or more, some more than that. I mean, that would be. A, I mean, if that's if that's the scenario, then that's going to be like probably the opportunity is there for not only like the like probably tough. multiple partners. Yeah. So yeah. like me and you and couple of other couples so there's opportunity for other partners yeah i mean too. if yeah. it's if that's a scenario then there's gonna be like multiple people that sounds fucking hot it is it is a really <laughs> hot scene because i actually can't picture well i mean i could picture them but i can't picture a realistic scenario we were in a scenario than, like that at the last house no, party no we what were i'm at. saying though is where there's only like there oh, is the opportunity there for multiple partners others there just too. Yeah. you're with one male and i'm with the female and well unless we were like <laughs> dating and it wasn't in the swinger realm or something like that i don't know yeah but... no but no we hadn't talked about that but i think i'd be okay maybe with that a full episode yeah i think so too but i think not veering too much off into specifically soft swap versus full swap i think having it might be a good opportunity for us to have a full episode a full topic on our discussions what what we went through like the, yeah and i would even about. say to start at same room Moving to soft swap, moving to full swap. Well, no, I'm, we didn't go from say it didn't take us long to go from save room to soft swap, but there was a transition there. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I want to talk about all of that during now during rules, but I mean specifically a long term, well, not long term, but a full topic specifically to our discussions, yeah. what we've had about because that's been that was the longest, that was the biggest hurdle to to get through and yeah, to and work I don't out. know if I would even call it a hurdle. Yeah, it's not a hurdle per se because it's not. <laughs> it's just the biggest rule change. Life change within the lifestyle. Well, you oh. might be hearing our, our yeah. dogs in the background there. They're they're having their own little romp. They are. <laughs> He's going after his pussy. Yeah. Anyway, but so so back to ground rules a little bit. I think we we've talked about okay, you've set them up, you've sat down, you have the conversation. What do you do now? Well, you try it out. I know it sounds obvious, but I mean. You set these rules, you need to try them. And when you set the rules, I think you need to have a balance, or at least for us it works to have a balance between broad rules and specific rules. Now, what's an example of a broad rule? Because broad most rule of the time is it's, it's the specific same, rules that you think about. Like um, A broad rule is same room, in general. A broad rule is... No taking one for the team. I so, think those are pretty broad. A, a specific, not a general act, just just um, we're going to be in the same room. Yeah, and, yeah. Okay. And, and to me, a specific rule is no swinging with anyone under the age of 35 with no kids or something. I mean, that's not a rule, but I mean, even more something so where the, you have to break it down. No, to, here's an even more. I no mean, kissing using, with tongue for more than 10 seconds. That's what I was going to say. Like Using our example, like that's a very specific rule that we don't necessarily prescribed to anymore but there was a there was a point where we're it's it's about keeping an emotional distance for us which we've mentioned before yeah. which swinging is we don't want to be emotionally attached to another couple mm-hmm. i think we like we to are, have acquaintances in the lifestyle the, i mean we're the old school swinger where we kind of want to swing and we want the sex wham bam thank you ma'am and we'd like, or a woman, or it's a man. weird because we would like friendships in the lifestyle, and we do have friends, people who we consider to be friends. But at the same time, you got—I feel like you want to keep them a little bit at a distance. Yeah, or at least that's us. Well, I don't want them to know my vanilla life. I don't want them to know anyone from any of my vanilla friends. Those, those—it's oil and water. I don't want them to mix. And they're people that I'll hang out with in the social setting of the swinger environment. So if I have them at my house, it's under the pretense of some kind of swinging, swapping environment. I'm not going to have them over just for a beer to watch the Super Bowl unless we're getting down during halftime. I mean, and I think that's where I differ a little bit because, I don't know, it's weird. Like, 
when I when when I say I don't want to be emotionally connected, I want to keep people at a distance. That's one thing. But then when I actually think, like, if I had, if we met people who were cool enough that we just wanted to have over yeah. for to watch the football game and nothing actually happened, it would be okay. That, like when I describe each of those scenarios independently, those sound fine. I guess but, when when I think about the conversations that we should have with those people, though. The conversations never really get to anything more in depth than your typical small talk. The weather, your jobs, exactly. I feel other swinging situations, but you never really delve into anything deep and personal. And that I'm okay with. Well, and I think part of it too, and this is, I guess, we're veering a little bit away from rules, but that's okay. Um, I think part of it is that we, because in 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 that scenario you truly it's like it truly is friends with benefits and we haven't experienced that so that's that is kind of the unknown and we can't it's difficult for us to picture that scenario where you yeah. have cuz we i mean we haven't really found a couple that we've like gotten along with that well that I've thought you know I want to continue to just be friends with these people as friends yeah you like to you know you call I mean, there, like, there was one couple couple of parties ago that we got along with real well but we haven't had our schedules click yeah, we haven't. in a while since then, so I could see the potential there, but I'm not rooting for it. If you I know, th- if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And I think, I think our tune could change if we met a, you know, if we meet a couple who's really cool that yeah. we want to hang out with. But just, it's hard to imagine when you don't have that. It's hard to imagine having because we have vanilla, we have vanilla friends, and you have people that that we swing with, and it's hard to imagine those worlds colliding. Where now I would consider them an, a friend because. Uh, an actual... Well, you might consider them an actual friend, but I still don't know that I'd want them mixing with vanilla friends just because of the awkward secret you have to keep. And How did you meet? Or, you know, yeah, just things like I that. I think you can overcome that. I think part of the, I think part of our view, and I mean, I, I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit because I still hold those views with you, but I think it's because we really haven't experienced it yet. I I'd yeah. like to, I have to recognize part that, of it but... might be too that we don't have a ton of friends just in general. You and I don't have a ton of friends. Yeah, we're, we're we we're, have a few we're pretty private friends, people. but we're pretty private and... people in general. But when when that kind of couple comes along that you click with, you need to hold on to that because at least for us, it doesn't happen often. And that's what I'm saying. That's why. So I understand that. But let's get back to ground rules. Well, okay. So what do we have? So we were talking about okay, test your rules. Go to a party. Go go to. A have people over, do whatever you need to do, whatever's the next step. But I think after you set your rules, it's important to test them. And I, by test them, I don't mean break them and see how your partner is. Yeah, don't break them, but do them. See how you feel if it's... Yeah, and, and evaluate if you think you could do more or want to do more. You have to think about how horny was I at the time and did I think, man, I'd really like to fuck this you guy, but I wish I could. You don't want to do that. I mean, there's, there's always... Everything we say, there's going to be a couple who fits... What I say, don't do. Where yeah. it, this, the right thing for well, them. Everybody is, to, is different. The right thing for them is to do that. But I think for the most part, you don't want to test that. If you have rules and you go to a party, if in that moment, even if both of you say yes, let's fuck this couple, when that's a rule yeah. you said you didn't want to do, it's probably best to hold off and discuss that. Which is easier said than done, because when you're horny, you're horny. I exactly. mean, when you got a cock right up there in your <laughs> face and you're not supposed to suck it, and that's what you want to do, it's hard. <laughs> and the cock is hard. It's it's just a hard situation in general. It's hot. Yeah. So yeah. I understand that, but that's where it comes to being an adult and having restraint and respect for your partner 
if your partner has asked you not to do something, you really need to have that respect and, well, and self-control it, to not do it. And it's, and it's not just always your partner. It might be that you, you outside of this scenario, you truly feel like, you know, I actually don't think I want to go further than this. But then, yeah. you know, in that scenario, you're like, this yeah, is so you might hot. Not be comfortable I just want it. to keep going further. And you, and you just don't do something you'll regret. Exactly. You don't want to break your own rules for and yourself. use condoms. You don't want to break your own rules for, to make your your partner uncomfortable. Yeah. A happy partner. I mean, what is that old marriage adage? Like a happy wife is a happy life. Like a happy partner <laughs> is a happy. Ain't that the truth? A happy partner. I don't know. There's got, we need to make one up that fits for swinging. Where we'll, we'll think of something. As long as each person in the relationship, each person is in the relationship happy. needs to be yeah. happy. And that's where I was thinking about this. Not all rules have to be even. I know for the most part ours are, but it, I don't think that's going to work for all couples. Oh, absolutely where, and, not. and we've talked to couples like this where the woman's allowed to play with other women, but the guy doesn't is not allowed to play with other women, for example. Well, actually, I And think, the woman's not allowed to play with other men. Like, we were just talking to well, a couple like that the other day. The only thing that was allowed was she could play with other women. Well, sometimes And he could and, play with her, but that was it. Girl and girl is often still considered to be, I think even... Um, SLS defines, or like, um, the, the lifestyle in general, I think, defines girl on girl as soft swap. Yeah. I don't actually agree with that. For, to me, soft yeah, swap. Yeah, I, I am on the same page. I too. think it's quite, I think that's pretty common, though, to yeah. still be considered, but. I guess they just need a name for it. But it would be incongruous, in uh, um, rules between the two where one person's allowed yeah. to do something, I mean, regardless of the sex, where, yep. and that's gonna, that's gonna, gonna work happen. for, for, for couples mm-hmm. that. I don't think we have any rules where that is No, applicable. I don't think we do. I, I don't think we do, but I can imagine that there's couples out there where one person is allowed to kiss someone and the other one isn't or whatever, because it all comes back to comfort and what both partners are comfortable with. And then, like we said, after you should reevaluate. You should, after you have a night at a, and you've done some swinging, you've, you've swapped with a couple, you should... Or you haven't swapped. Well, Maybe you, have, you just had same room sex. Maybe well, you did nothing. Regardless of what you did. Whatever happened. Regardless of what you did, you should evaluate what you actually yes. did do and think, was this enough? And, yep. and and the evaluation needs to be soon thereafter. It's it not soon. two, three days later. It needs to be the following morning. And it you needs really, to be immediate while you it's really fresh need in your to think head. About, you and really you, need to think about it yourself yep. and with your partner. And have that reclamation sex, too. Oh, yeah. Make sure yes. you have the next day morning sex. Have a good fuck. Then talk, because that next day sex is some of the best sex you could well, you ever still have ask the high for. From the in fact, I would before. argue that that's in in a lot of cases, at least for me, maybe not for you, but for me. And this most recent party was definitely one of them. The next day after sex was the orgasm was more enjoyable for me than it was when we were on the couch in the party. No, I mean, I was, it was still good sex. Don't get me wrong, but I think you just focused more on me. And can really deliver to me. Well, I could see that. As opposed to when we were at the party and there's a lot going on. And for for me, we hadn't had a, a bingo party in a while where there was a bunch of couples, a tons of couples watching and yeah. mingling and just fucking around everybody. We hadn't had that in a in a while, so because we have had more one on ones, and and so that was a scenario that I we hadn't had in a while, and yeah, so that it was pretty was, hot. That was pretty hot. It was really hot for. For me, yep. so I, th- I would you're to... more front and center when we're fucking. I mean, I'm laying on the bed, but you're doing the action. I like you to fuck me. You could ride more. I you could. Have we done that at a party? Have I ridden you much? I, I always blow you. Yeah, you always. We always do like the porn positions. Yeah, you start off blowing, <laughs> I eat you out, and then I fuck and then, you. And then we go to some doggy, and then you. I never finish on your face, just or on you, just because. No, that's we the try one to keep thing the is. Cum- 
to the, you rarely I just see any cum yeah. anywhere at these parties. I know it happens, but I don't really ever recall ever seeing a man cum other than when it's in one of our it, in one of our playtime sessions, I not mean, in one of the group settings. Yeah, in a group setting, most I feel like most people want to be considerate. I mean, just yep. like at the gym, you want to wipe down a machine. Yeah, you don't. I mean, your sweat's going to get on things. I mean, we had to. If move. I was a man, I would just have this concern of leaving my seat everywhere too. The re- well. Eh. It doesn't really matter. I mean, if you shoot it on a if you shoot a load on a bed, it's just gonna soak in. But yeah, I don't really still. care about leaving. I mean, I don't care any more than I care about sweat, really. But you want to be considerate. You don't want to. Man, seed gets women pregnant. I would just uh, have that nervousness. Like, keep my seed with me. No, I. I mean, women need to be. I guess it themselves. could happen. Should, it shouldn't but be I mean, happening. But... Transferring, like, 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 if you got some on the bed, and the fact that like anybody. Yeah, and people that, change the sheets anyway between. Yeah, romps. but you just want to be considerate. I mean, that's why. Yeah. I always make sure to finish your mouth like a gentleman should. <laughs> as long as I swallow. <laughs> so I think that about wraps it up for yeah, rules. Th- what do you think? There's a couple quick points to make, and that's just uh, after you've established your rules, make sure you share them with whatever couples that you're swinging with and be honest about that. Oh, yes. Because you definitely, definitely need to, to share your, you share, you need to share your rules with who you're swinging with so that they know what's allowed and what's not, especially if you're playing with a couple that does allow more than you do and if you're new too um it's good to let people know that because you just you know you don't want them to do something that you're uncomfortable with unknowingly and and just have it ruin the night and you should tell them and you should ask them what their rules are as well that way everybody's on the same page that way they don't do something that broke a rule and they didn't even know what your rules were to break and that way and vice versa where you don't break a rule and because that can really easily cause conflict within a couple. Oh, oh, absolutely. You wanted to bring up that story that you, that we had had with the couple and the woman. Yeah, yeah. We Some friends of ours brought up the incident that happened where they were with a soft swap only couple. Um, they happened to be a full swap couple, but they had agreed that they were comfortable and okay with only soft swapping for that night. And they were playing around with this other couple, having a good time. And the woman just... Whoop! Slipped the other guy into her, even though they had already set the ground rules: no swapping, no full swap, no sex. She just put his penis right in her, and no condom or anything, just put it right in. And he was immediately threw her off. He was very uncomfortable. She not only broke a rule uh, by by inserting him, but she also broke a rule by not using a condom. So, yeah. and I don't even think they'd establish the condom rule because it was already previously established. Yeah, We're like, not having it's sex. Like you should make a training video like this. Name like 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 a like a on the job like video like those videos you see at work. Like, what were all the problems you saw in this video <laughs> like with this OSHA interaction? compliance? Yeah. What were all the problems here? Yeah. Number Name one. all the problems in this <laughs> yeah. scenario. But yeah, that's that's like. And that leads to the last point that I wanted to make, which is. If you haven't explicitly found out the rules or if there wasn't a specific rule that was brought up, always ask for permission. And that should go for everybody, whether you've been swinging forever or if you're new, with your, if you're with people you've been with before or if you're with people you've never been with before, you should always ask permission. And again, this goes to another story that some friends of ours told where um, a man became really aggressive with her and was, was trying to make out with her and, and grab her tits and never asked for permission, just assumed it was an open meat market while she was having sex with her man. And he just went in for the grab and ended up leaving this massive hickey on her. And it was never consensual, that piece of it. So that's not appropriate. And it definitely things like that uh, 
you know, tarnish the swinging a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. Thankfully, we don't hear that kind of thing very often, but it just, you know, you can never reiterate that enough. It's just to ask permission. Mm-hmm. So All I right. think that does wrap up ground rules, mm-hmm. rules, pretty much. So how about we move into some sexy news? Uh, all the American troops pulling out help the situation. Oh, no. So if you think you're going to, you want the money shot of them with their arms in the air, you're going to get it. It's in both of their self-interest right now. Did you say the money shot? Yeah. The money shot, you know, yeah. And Belinda, I just can't understand how something so small can be so impressive. Well, Mark, you would know about that. So this is our segment where we talk about some sex, new- sex news, sex articles that we've seen in the news that have caught our attention. Typically, we're going to focus on the more obscure news because everybody can see Fox News or things for the big sex scandals that are going on and the big things. So I try to look for we, we try to look for the more eclectic sex news that are going on. So I just saw recently that a banned sex manual from Britain is going on sale in a uh, banned in, like as in the government says no, yes, you cannot publish yep, this it was, book. It was first published. The first edition was in 1684. And <laughs> it's quite an old sex book. Exactly. It's it's a uh, it's, it's. What do they know that we don't? Those it's raunchy, raunchy medieval men. Uh, it's going. Um, it's going to be sold at an auction by uh, who was that? The ultimate flogger. <laughs> it was oh by Lion and Turnball. They're an auction house mm-hmm. that focuses on um antique uh books and articles magazines those types of show me your magic wand merlin (laughs) (laughs) but um it was it was no it was notable for just talking about sex in a more blatant way and that when did it get banned is this a recent ban or is this a ban like as in when it came out it was banned it was banned in like was it banned during a conservative time okay let's see here so the ban was lifted in the 1960s okay and I believe it was banned. So it's it's been banned since the 18th century. Okay. So not right after it got published, yeah. but a little bit. So it got after. published. The medievalans, they had the their... Medi- the medi- yeah, medieval. not a word I know. I say it all the time. The, they, they, when do you... Why do you have to say it all the time? I don't. I make up words all the time is what I meant to say. Anyway, the, they had their fun, raunchy sex, and then the staunchiness set in and said, No to you, you raunchy book. But it was banned all the way up until the 1960s. Yeah, well, but, it could also be like the. I mean, there's still laws in effect in the U.S. that are ridiculous that ban sodomy and other acts amongst consenting adults. So it, it, it's probably just a matter of somebody had to go through the books and say, oh, "Why is this banned? Let's unban it." The particular edition that's going to be sold at the auction house was um, from uh, 1790s. They actually were publishing the book for yeah. a while. I'd be curious to see how much that goes for. I mean, yeah. it's it's obviously not a first edition, so not as much as it would be if it were still an a original. Still, a few hundred-year-old banned sex manual, so there's there's still, a few different markets. There's I'd sex. love to see those illustrations in it, there's if this, they're anatomically correct. Well, the interesting thing about... One of the interesting things about the book is that it actually has... I actually haven't seen the book, but I was reading a description that some of the images are kind of weird, and 
there's hairy children, and I. Bl- <laughs> I hope it doesn't have sex with kids. Because no, 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 that no, no. I would definitely no, agree part with. Part of it was that, part of it was that what could happen if you oh uh, so like if you have abhorrent sexual activities incorrect but, medical results yeah, incorrect medical yeah, advice but um yeah I, that it was it was me. it's notable for being one of the earliest texts that I'm aware of that I read that where it advocates for women to achieve sexual desire in order to conceive. Hmm. So because... Yeah, women, that's still a debate today. If, sexuality if you should orgasm or not when you're trying well, to make it's, a kid. Well, it's not orgasm specifically. Well, I mean, I guess it could be orgasm. I mean, because what I was reading just says sexual desire. I'm not right. sure how it's actually worded. If That, that if might be orgasm, what the text says, and it's just being euphemistic. It's very interesting that that was in that text, though, because women's sexuality has been marginalized forever i mean just like you said it's still mm-hmm. in debate now we, we, well know. that's more for medical reasons there's still people for... who believe that female cli- orgasm doesn't exist which yeah I don't well there's still not. people who don't believe that we landed on the moon either it doesn't mean it's true so that's i can attest to the fact that the female orgasm does exist if anyone wants to see it you are welcome to come over but the auction is going on uh january 16th so only two days from now That'll be interesting. Hopefully, hopefully there's follow up on that. And then if if you're listening to it after uh, Wednesday, I guess, then you can go online and see how mm-hmm. much it went for. I'll I'll actually probably have to check it out and see what it went for. Yeah, I'm curious. And then so the second article that I wanted to bring up is Stephen Hirsch, the co-founder of Vivid Entertainment, the you know the giant uh, yep. porn. We have some Vivid movies. I enjoy yep. their porn. They make some high quality porn. They make good stuff. They make good stuff. It's it's, it's of the higher quality. Mm-hmm. When we more expensive, but I don't mind. When we want to sit down together versus when we have our individual sessions where we just pull up. Oh yeah, clip I hunter just or something. Pull up the amateur freak shows. <laughs> but um, he is suing LA County over the new oh. condom law. Stadium. Good, good, good for him. I stand up for your rights as a filmmaker but and our rights as film watchers to i watch what we appreciate want. Exactly. that and yeah his exact one of his exact quotes is we will fight to express ourselves as we please and porn is an art he's form he's arguing the first amendment on that and yep. so it'll be it'll be really i hope that goes as high as it needs to go into court you know if it needs to go to the california state supreme court or higher. I, we, I really hope that justice is served. And we've already talked it is right now. at length about about that, which the bill that passed in California. So I think that was in episode one or maybe two, probably one, when we were talking about that. And it passed on November 16th, along yep. with the presidential election and everything else. But he's not happy. A lot of people in the porn industry are not happy. I'm not real happy. We'll see when, we'll we, see porn we'll see when it actually starts condoms, to trickle but... down and yeah. where it actually... We, where the everyday people are starting to see the effects of it where you're starting to see yeah. more condoms. And then another article it has to do with um, the more nerdier side of me. What in I already talked about, that came out a little bit last time with the the um, virtual reality game with the Oculus Rift, um, the virtual reality headset mm-hmm. where that has the sex game that's being developed, which sounds very interesting. But If that thing can fuck me also, where it's as if I'm, you know, I don't have to do anything, no fingers involved, I'd probably go see, for it. You've seen the pictures of the Oculus Rift. It is. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't about, want anybody to walk in on you while you're using it because it's, it's about, certainly It's about not the biggest, nerdiest looking. headset thing, but it's supposed to actually be really cool. You're supposed to be able to. Like it's fully immersed, yeah. Fully, well, at least fully immersed in terms of your vision, which is something you, I mean, even 
an IMAX film, which film which is spans a huge portion of your of what you see, still doesn't fill everything. This no. is this fills 100 percent. Everything that your eyes are seeing is this. Um, so it should be pretty. It, that, that's cool, but that's not what I want to talk about. It does have to do with CES, the Consumer Electronics Show that happened in Vegas this past week. Um, and all, and I didn't realize it happened last year as well. But the BBC is has had a very big issue with the so the quote unquote booth babes that <laughs> vendors have to market and 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 promote their stalls. bring on the tits if tits are going to bring men to come look at your consumer products okay is it cheap yes is it not the best marketing way to market your product probably not you want people to come to your booth to see your product but if you're marketing something new something off the wall something crazy that people won't necessarily be attracted to to come see because it's not flashy Put the flashy tits in there. Well, just keep it. I mean, it's a it's a product. I don't want to get into keep it covered. Into, don't don't show me nips. The whole debate, but it is a part of our culture. Sex, sexuality sells. And Absolutely. So, but the argument is: is it degrading? I I could see the argument if it, is it bringing degra- down the caliber of yeah. the show. Is it degrading or a good marketing strategy? Yeah. Um, now, if I guess for me, it depends on if it's. If it's a consumer-driven show or if it's a trade-driven show, it depends on the type of people who are really there. Who's who's the everyday Joe who goes to see this? It's is it both. A, is, it's yeah, and so that CES I could see up both. for debate. I could see that up for debate a little bit. Yep. But um, so the, I mean, the booth babes debate is not. It's not. It's not the BBC that first has brought mm-hmm. it up with. But they have it at comic conventions too. But well, all, the, all that's funny though. List pet, again, bringing out the nerdy side. This last summer, we went to the C two E two, the Chicago. What is it stand for? Chicago Chicago Entertainment, Entertainment Expo. Something something about it's it's like a pop culture show and comic book um, uh, Comic Con all mixed into one. Sort of it's like San Diego, just a little bit smaller than San Diego. But um, I was disappointed because I kept telling you and our and a buddy of ours <laughs> who went like, "Oh, the booth babes are going to be there." I was like, mm-hmm. "There's no booth babes there." There's there were no... very few, and what was there was. Not the most attractive. And that's the place you need booth babes, where all the comic nerds are walking around. <laughs> you need the bo- you need all those. The last thing you need is a bunch of guys with uncontrolled boners walking around. Oh, that's that's a place where the the material truly does speak for itself. People are looking through the bins. Looking, I mean, yeah, and like, there's <laughs> a lot of erotic art. I mean, there's a lot of erotic art. If you want to see Marge Simpson banging. You'll see it if you want to see Lisa Simpson giving a blowjob. You you can find somebody who draws it. I mean, there's and not just cartoon characters. There's just a lot of men who like to draw sexualized women. There's legitimate like erotica, like comic book. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Marge banging isn't like that's just it's not. No, but there's magazines like Cherry. But which, there's is a, a, which is a very good I mean, comic, and it's erotic art. Yeah, so I'm actually going to table all this discussion for a little bit because mm-hmm. that's actually a topic that we want to have in is sex and sequential art and sex and comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, Geeky. <laughs> Get your geek on. And then, so the last um, topic that I wanted to bring up, it's not really an article or really news that much, but along going along with uh, piggybacking off uh, CES is the, well, not piggybacking, but they're hand-in-hand, mm-hmm. is the um, Adult Entertainment Expo, which goes on, which which is going on next week. And... I just wanted to bring that up because it's something that it's it's a trade show that we want to go to someday. We we have, mm-hmm. and it's in Vegas. Come on, who doesn't want to go back like, to Vegas? It's like the porn mecca, although it's in January, and we've been to Vegas in January, and it's a little chilly. 
Well, that just means more nips cut in glass. But, so the Adult Entertainment Expo is next week, and it's it's only three days. It's not too long, and they have, um, it's a... From it's what a, I, it's a show that where they give out the awards for the AVNs. Well, no, no, are given no, out, no, isn't no. It? The AVNs are like they have on the last day. Like the AVNs are. Yeah, it's, like it's a, in conjunction with as part of the Adult yeah. Entertainment Expo. And actually, I just saw that it's the thirtieth AVNs. This yeah, that's actually a long that's, time. I wouldn't have thought. That congratulations, they, porn. Well, I wouldn't have thought that they were having. So that means in the for thirty years they've been giving out awards for basketball. Yeah, I mean in the early eighties that they were all that they were that they started doing. Yeah. Well, when did Ron from... Jeremy in the start doing porn and that? I don't know my porn history. I don't either. <laughs> we, well. we should know our porn history. We have Deep Throat ready to be watched, and yep. I feel like that's a seminal film that everybody yeah. should watch. And I'm pretty sure a few years ago when we were in town in Vegas for New Year's, I'm pretty sure the AVNs were at the hotel that we stayed at. The following weekend. I think we just missed yeah. it. How much of a bummer is that? Well, I mean, we have plans. Well, it's They're our int- at our hotel. It's our intention to, within the next few years, make it to the expo and check it out. They have a lot of seminars as well going on throughout the days. And then mm-hmm. um, novelty. Like, it's 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 a big place to see new toys and new new everything with, yeah. with, with the industry. And toys and- are moving towards the high classic. High retail expensive end, and it really makes me interested to see them in person. Yeah, exactly. It's a new world for toys. So I just wanted to mention that. that. And I think that's all I got for this segment, for for this portion of the show. All right, well, let's move on to some hot scenes. Boobs! Boob, boob, boobs! Boobs and bush! Boobs and bush! Good boobs. Good ones. We're like 35 seconds in. Nice. Credit bush. Never get opening credit. I know, crazy. So I picked out our hot scene of the week this time around, and it's from Oliver Stone's Savages. It's a recent movie that came out of the theaters not too long ago. And the hot scene from it occurs pretty early on in the movie. The lead actress is Blake Lively, who is, she's attractive. I find her to be hot. She's, she's a hot. little thin in my book for me she's a little thin for me but she's still but i still think she's, she's incredibly sexy there's, I agree. there's something about her lips that i think is pretty hot even back in the day when she was in the sisterhood of the traveling pants she played the sexy one even in that movie and she was younger than i think she was still of age but she was playing a teenager mm-hmm. so anyway blake lively is the female and then taylor kitsch taylor kitsch who is also incredibly attractive is lead man number one and then there's lead man number two who is help me out with this cal oh um it is shoot you put me on the spot because I, th- I thought you're talking you're talking about a different scene i actually thought you were talking about the first scene when it's only blake lively and taylor no on the couch i'm talking about before the... what's his name comes home I'm talking about the threesome. Oh, oh well, I mean, having... that scene fits more with the show. I know. So the the plot of the movie is there's there's a um, a triad relationship that's going on between yeah. Blake Lively and two... Two best friends. Two, two best friend drug and dealers. And they share her. Taylor Kitsch and... I'm not sure. He played... I Now it's blanking. As soon as we finish the show, I'll remember. it was. But he played the lead role in Kick-Ass. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, there, there's a scene where she's making out with one, and the other one comes home, and they he starts making out with her too, and then before you know it, all three of them are they're banging. And basically, the two guys are banging her, and it's it's hot because both guys are attractive, the woman's attractive, the sex scene's not very long, 
uh, you're you're not going to have sex while you're watching it, but it I think definitely lot- will get you hot. It got me hot. I thought it I was think- maybe just even the triad idea of it in general in the beginning seems pretty hot. I think a big portion of what really sells it though is from from a filmic standpoint it's filmed very well it's the cinematography i think is is done very well and they're having sex in this really luxurious oceanside oceanside um, beach house beach house it's awesome and the colors are very saturated and it's just it's just done so well and the whole scene is just fucking hot yeah and you can just imagine yourself there just in this threesome hot people hot bodies sweaty young nakedness hormonal raging everywhere it's 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 good it's very I like high it. you should definitely check it out it's a good movie and, and I... to me it's a better threesome than the threesome from american psycho which is a little on the creepy side this one well, we did that one around this the one's on the time. hot side yeah this one's around the hot side so and savages is a good movie in general if it's... you just turn it on and watch the sex scene and that's it okay that's fine but you're missing out on a, on a pretty good movie yeah yeah definitely check it out uh it's 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 out on Blu-ray now, so yeah, go go check it out. It's really it's at least check out the hot scene. It's definitely hot. So I guess that'll wrap us up for episode six. Please uh, remember to visit iTunes and give us a rating. Yeah, definitely rate us. We could use some ratings on iTunes. So if you like the show, if you don't like the show, go ahead and rate us anyways. I mean, we just just help yeah. us just. Just, Get just us some press. Raise the show. Just let us know what you think. And yep. we'd love to know what the listeners think, ways to improve, what you like. So so please you email us at swingingaround at gmail.com. No G at the end of swinging. You can follow us on Twitter at swingingaround. And we primarily use that to announce when new episodes yeah, are we, out. We, we, We're not we big tweeters. That, we know that we need to tweet some more to get a little bit more interactive on the on Twitter. so And you can visit the blog at swinging-around.blogspot.com. And again, we, we primarily use that for posting our new episodes. We might occasionally put a, a short little uh, news piece or something on there too, but we don't, we're don't. we not bloggers. We're just podcasters. We but, should use it more. I mean, I, I recognize that, but we yeah, should. check but us out. The key takeaway is email us. Send <laughs> us your thoughts, your comments, your questions. We have been getting some listener emails, so those of you who are emailing us, thank you so much for sending us your comments and your questions and we take everything to heart and we'll respond. Yeah, keep them coming and I think after we've got a few built up, we uh enough built up, we'll have a show of some listener questions, answer some of the questions and and send us your pictures too, man. We have some hot listeners out there. That gets me going too. There are some <laughs> hotties listening to our show. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool to think that people not that I not that they have yet, but it's cool to think that the potentially people out there are fucking to the show. Cause, yeah. cause hey, we... if I've got a sexy voice to fuck to you, fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Stay sexy and stay swinging.